0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good Good morning. I'm delighted to be with you again for my official annual visitation. I'm here fairly often in my role as bishop for ordinations on Christmas Eve and throughout Holy Week and also, more often, informally, dropping off or picking up my children from choristers, sitting in the pew on my occasional Sundays off, or popping in for midweek, Eucharist, or on major holy days, or for choral evensong, and the like. But today is my official annual visitation, And it is, I must say, a genuine joy to be here. A place that, because of the hospitality of your dean, and really of all of you, feels like home. And I should say, because this is home, Megan and I will be making a financial pledge to the cathedral as part of our support of a number of different ministries around this diocese. And I hope that you will, too, next week. Not only because all of these wonderful cathedral ministries need our support, which they do, but also because we need to give in gratitude for all that God has so graciously given us. Now. Let me turn our attention to All Saints Sunday. Christ Church in New Haven, Connecticut is one of the great historical churches in New England. It was founded in 1854 by three sisters, parishioners of Trinity on the Green in New Haven who wanted a somewhat higher church style of worship. A few years later, this new congregation hired the renowned architect, Henry Vaughan to design its building. To this day, Christchurch stands as one of the most beautiful examples of Gothic architecture in America. Now, I first encountered this building in the fall of 1994, as a new student at Yale Divinity School. I walked in that day to audition for the choir, and as I entered through the ornate wooden door, it was like stepping into another time and place. The lights in the church were off, but the afternoon light shone through the stained glass windows The smell of incense lingered from the weekend worship. Instantly, with no warning, I knew I was in the presence of the holy. Now, it was not just the beauty of the architecture with the soaring arches and the ornate details. It was not just the incense and the light I felt clearly that this was a place that had been hallowed by prayer. Generations had faithfully worshiped there for over 150 years. Like the incense, their prayers had drifted heavenward, and God's presence had come down in word and sacrament, sanctifying them. It was, in some respects, a bit like a haunted house, but a godly one. Around each corner of that church, I could imagine another devout person, long dead, lingering in that holy place, resting for a moment, paused in prayer, All around me was thick with mystery. My connection to that particular parish went on for a number of years in a variety of different ways. My time there was largely responsible for my being a priest. But those are stories for another time. What I want to share with you today Was that palpable sense of holiness, that aura of mystery that gave me goosebumps? When I think about it, sometimes I get goosebumps still. In so many ways, ours is a world drained of mystery. For all the benefits of science, for all the advancements of reason, one consequence has been some loss of those veiled aspects of the creation that point ineffably to the creator. Even experiences of God, of the holy, can seemingly be explained away scientifically, as neurons firing chemicals surging over synapses but we need that spine tingling sense of holy mystery that moment when we know we are in the awesome presence of almighty god The Celtic Christians called those places where God is more readily found thin places, spots where the membrane between this world and the next was more permeable. They can be in churches or in nature or even in an ordinary moment suddenly lit up unexpectedly with God's presence. We sometimes experience thin places when we are with a loved one near the moment of death, the passing over into greater life. When they happen, as they do just a few times in our lifetime, we never forget them. We carry these sacred experiences with us forever. We need thin places. We need to feel that mixture of awe and just a little bit of fear that reminds us that we are not the lords of our own destiny. For all that we all accomplish, we are but tiny threads in the tapestry of life that God has made everything we have, all that we achieve, are by God's gracious and life-giving hand. Despite or perhaps because of our love of ourselves, our insatiable need for self-esteem, it is good for us to feel small sometimes It is good for us to remember that we are but one in a multitude that no one can number. This is one reason why we need All Saints Sunday, which we celebrate today. We need the saints. First off, they are role models for us. And in them, we find the inspiration to live out our own calling as saints. Scripture reminds us that the term saints originally referred to ordinary, not extraordinary Christian people. St. Paul frequently addressed his letters to the saints of a particular city. Not some, but all of the gathered people of God. Indeed, the term saint is almost always used in Scripture in the plural. Not a super holy individual, but the holy people who are the body of Christ. In his letter to the Ephesians, for example, St. Paul commends them for, quote, Your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, unquote by which he means the living community of the faithful. Now, All Saints Sunday certainly celebrates the heroic leaders of the church down the ages, those who have received from God the crown of glory that never fades away. But we do so not to differentiate them from us, but rather to find in their faithfulness, inspiration for us to do the same. That great cloud of witnesses encourages us along as we run the race that is set before us. Like an eager crowd along a marathon route, they urge us onward, giving us strength we could not find in ourselves alone. We are saints, all of us, by virtue of our baptism. We are a holy people set aside by God to love God and to love and serve those whom God has made. In that lifelong calling, we get some helpful advice from the Beatitudes in Matthew's Gospel, which we heard this morning. As we strive, with God's help, to live holy lives as members of the body of Christ, we are meant to be on the side of those whom Jesus calls blessed. The poor, the hungry, the weeping, the hated, the excluded, the reviled. These are they to whom Jesus brought comfort, and we are called to do the same It is when we give generously, when we turn the other cheek, when we do unto others, that we begin to see the face of Christ in them. And the more we see Christ all around us, the more we are formed into his likeness ourselves, the more we are knit together with the saints. But as we look to the saints as models of faith, who emulated Christ, sometimes even to death, let us not leave off the mystery of the communion of saints. The saints are not simply historical figures of importance and good character, like Abraham Lincoln, who live on in our imaginations. No, the saints live on in a much more real way. In the wonderful and sacred mystery we call the body of Christ. At every baptism, at every confirmation, in the Apostles' Creed, we profess our belief in the communion of saints. Each newly baptized Christian becomes a child of God, part of that mystical body of Jesus Christ. The church triumphant in heaven and the church militant on earth are unified across time and space in this communion. It is a link that shines clearly from time to time in this sacred space, in the silent prayers of a penitent, or the soaring melody of a magnificat at evensong, in the laugh of a child at an unexpected moment, or the solemn remembrance of someone who has died in hope of the resurrection. We are all, all part of the one body in all times and places that is united in Christ Jesus in baptism through his death and resurrection. And so on this All Saints Sunday, my friends, let us not take this one of the holiest days of the year for granted. We acknowledge our place in this holy fellowship and humbly ask the saints who have gone before to help us To be more like them and more like Christ. All around you, in the windows, the windows of this cathedral church, you can see some of the saints who from their labors rest. These saints that are around us, they are calling to us today. They are reminding us that our time on earth is short and there is much to do. The kingdom of God is all around us. It is breaking through our reality every time we enter this holy space. At times we can almost hear the faithful from all tribes and people and languages long dead. They call us to join them in the song of praise that has no end. They tell us that it is our time to do great things in the name of God and not to be afraid. Become, they say, the saint who you were meant to be. Amen.